0: Yeah, buddy, welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast.
1: Yeah, buddy, willkommen im Lebensstilgeschäft
0: Podcast. Hey, Podcast Listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program, or this podcast, or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, happy Thursday morning. Welcome to Lifestyle Business Podcast. Where we yeah, be- buddy! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Shout out to my boy, Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we believe building a business is the best way to put more personal freedom and opportunity into your life, to install it into your life. Uh, Today, I am joined by my co-host, my chancellor, the man who you heard a little earlier. Uh, He's also known as Ian Von Bismarck. You didn't hear from Ian Von Bismarck, you heard from Ronnie Coleman. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys stick around to the end of the show, you'll hear some of, of our top Travel tips. These are the harder, and this is going to be a little bit of a fun episode. Ian, people saying, "You guys are really heavy on the business side. Why don't we swing back and do a little bit of lifestyle yeah,
1: stuff?" Yeah, this is called the Lifestyle Business Podcast, Dan. Why do we always have to talk about so much business?
0: That's right, man. I don't know. I don't know who who would have that kind of influence on the show. Uh, news, Ian. We've been doing a lot of travel, so we're going to bring this stuff up in in uh, the the meats and potatoes. So let's just get started with the shouts and the reviews. TKR Money says on iTunes, this is the best podcast of all time and forever. Five stars, baby. Five stars. That's right. Uh, Mitchell from MitchellMD.com gave us a call. Let's uh, listen to what he has to say. Hey, Dan and Ian. It's Mitchell from MitchellMD.com.
1: I've been listening to you guys for about the last two years, and I just have to say I love all the golden nuggets of wisdom you guys share. I love to see some videos of uh, where you guys are at and where you're headed next, and
0: I wish you well, and I hope Rabies the Cat is still around. I haven't heard him mentioned in any recent episode. Take care, guys. Love the show. All right, Ian. What's your uh, response to Mitchell? Why don't you create more videos?
1: We're working on it. So uh, just right before this podcast started, we took a little uh, tour of our podcast studio this week, so we'll go ahead and put that up on the website. The reason we don't take more videos is because they're time-intensive, I think. Yeah. Um, taking a lot of pictures, though. So when we went to Rome and Italy, and now Berlin, uh, took hundreds of pictures. So look for some of those on our upcoming podcast headers.
0: Yeah. I don't always want to be the guy who's like, Oh, look at us. We're traveling around because that's sort of the effect of having successfully run a business. So it all starts with the business. It should be the business lifestyle podcast,
1: the business lifestyle <laughs> podcast. <laughs> all
0: right. So check out that video. Uh, this is episode one fifty-two, And also what happened to uh, rabies, the cat? It's a little bit of a controversy actually. We're
1: not exactly sure what happened to rabies, but rabies ran away and she didn't come back, which is, uh, you know, it was pretty uncommon that rabies was alive and well for so long. Uh, Bali is not the place for street cats. So. Right, but you she were feeding her, her that gourmet
0: food, man. Yeah, it was expensive. If you too. ever want Ian to open up the wallet, just put a cat within a ten foot <laughs> radius, and he'll just go out and buy the best stuff. All right, let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Or in Germany, here they call that the meat and potatoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got the Ten Commandments of uh, of the travel the tra- ten travel commandments. Right. That's what we're going to call this one. Yes. Get a little bit religious on on it. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about 10 concepts that have really helped us to enjoy travel more to get more out of our travel experiences and, uh, you know, be relatively safe and stress free.
1: Yeah, and these tips are I think from beginner to advanced. So one of the things that uh, kind of spurred this conversation when we were thinking about this episode is uh, we took our parents on a vacation and they had never really traveled before. Yeah, and so fresh. We,
0: I mean, the ink was fresh on those yeah, passport stamps.
1: Very fresh, and so uh, we learned a lot just from observing the way that they travel versus the way that we travel. We've been traveling for several years now.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because our parents took a lot of our advice. They kind of. Uh, since they were coming into our domain, so to speak, uh, they were really open to following our advice. And when they did, they saw the benefits of it and it gave us a little bit of confidence like, hey, maybe we're onto something with some of these tips. Right. All right. So here they are. Number one, thou shalt not roll. <laughs> I think is, when you're talking about. This is like roll, something our parents used to tell us, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> thou shalt not roll luggage. Yeah. So uh, we don't carry luggage. Uh, that has wheels on it, with one exception. So I think there is a reason why you'd want to carry rolling luggage. And that's if you're going to be one stop, right? If you're going to go to one destination, one destination only.
0: We would call it maybe structured travel. Like when we used to do business travel in the States, I, sh- I roll. I roll yeah. back home, but I don't roll abroad. You said, for example, if you're going to be hitting up three locations in one month, you do not want to be rolling, no. right?
1: There's a lot of complications that come with rolling uh, luggage. So You know, we're in Europe right now, so there's cobblestones everywhere. You're in and out of taxi cabs. You're walking up four flights of um, stairs because there's no elevator in some of these apartments. Yeah. Um, And so it's really inconvenient to roll around these suitcases.
0: Yeah, especially when you don't have anything sorted. Like when we got here, uh, we didn't have our Airbnb contact direct. So we went from a mixture of taxi to walking to sitting in a cafe for a while to then finally meeting up. You don't want to be this person who... Uh, you know, looks like you just got off the airplane. You know, if you have to have it on your back, you're going to keep it tight, right? Right. Which is the whole thing of traveling light. And so what basically our basic setup is a day pack on our backs. Uh, like we're using a North Face Surge still currently. Uh, and if you know you, you have more stuff, if you have a shoe collection, for example, you could go with a medium size pack. And then also we both have business bags. Right. So these business bags can supplement if you need to put a little bit of extra clothes in them.
1: Right. And you're thinking, how am I going to fit all this stuff into my day pack? Well, we're going to get into that in the next couple of points. All
0: right. Point number two, thou shalt leave 20% left in your bag. This can be a tough one to follow.
1: Yes, very tough. And actually, I broke this rule. I'm, this is probably the one rule that I break all the time. Um, but there's a lot of different reasons why you want to leave 20% in your bag. The first
0: reason is speed for packing. Yeah, I mean, it's stressful to have to play the ultimate game of Tetris. You yes. Know? You want to you wanna be able to just toss the stuff in your bag, do a basic fold job. And it's this stress-free element of just packing that bag and getting out the door. Because here's what happened. I'm in my
1: apartment, right, in San Diego. I'm packing for a trip. I pack everything perfectly. I've got tons of time, yeah. right, and everything is folded perfectly. It goes in my bag and it fits, and I'm 100% full. Now, what happens when you have to dig through that bag for TSA? Or what happens when you open it up for the first time? It never goes back exactly. The it's same like one of
0: those jackets that folds up on itself. You open it up, it's like poof. It yeah. pops up to like ten <laughs> times the size. You know, right. that's you don't want that. So a couple of concepts that go along with this is, you know, I used to get excited about consuming things and purchasing things. And now that my lifestyle has changed a little bit, I'm scared to to buy stuff. But now I get this new high and excitement from leaving stuff behind. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I can't get let that uh, pair of jeans behind or whatever. It's like, Hey, don't kid yourself. There's millions of pairs of jeans on this planet, you know? And so, um, it's kind of a, f- it's this liberating feeling to be able to leave stuff behind. And then that's combined with this concept of getting stuff there. Right. You know, if you're, if you're going someplace cold, you don't necessarily need to pack all that stuff with you. You can just get a jacket when you get on the ground.
1: Yes. It's very common for us to do that, to get someone and say, Hey, we need a jacket. Uh, we did this in Paris. You walked in, you bought a 30 euro jacket. Yeah. Spending 30 euros is much better than uh, taking up half of your pack, right? And the other thing that I think is worth mentioning on this, and we actually didn't write this down, but uh, one of the things that I do in my pack is I inventory before I leave. So I know that I have 10 shirts, I have 10 pairs of underwear, I have 10 pairs of socks and so I know what that number is, and that's really important because, uh, as you know, Dan, doing laundry in Asia, a lot of times they lose your stuff. Yeah. So it's really good to be able to know how many shirts you have. So when you pick up all your laundry at the laundromat, you can say, hey, I'm missing
0: one. You also want to know how many clean days you have left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been here six days. It means I got four to go. Maybe I should double up on this picture. I of see you wearing the same shirt twice. and Then <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, he's getting to the end of the rope. That's there. right, man. Hey, uh, number three. Uh, use Airbnb. Man, you are an Airbnb uh, fanatic and you've been scoring us some insane places. We stayed in, in both Paris and Rome. We stayed in some of the top neighborhoods. Here we're in the hipster neighborhood, obviously. Yes. Um, these places are an excellent value. What's the strategy for using Airbnb? One of the problems that I'm finding with Airbnb actually is that a lot of the
1: providers aren't updating their calendars, right. and so Airbnb is becoming it's becoming a time sink. Actually, so when we booked the places in Rome, um, in France, and in Berlin, uh, we had to write a lot of emails to figure out if places were available. Right. Um, so I guess my approach with Airbnb these days is the shotgun approach. So I say, hey, I'm in. Uh, I'm a business guy, so it doesn't look like I'm partying, right? So I'm doing business in Berlin. I would love to stay in your place. It looks great. Is it available these dates? And then I'll send out like 20 or 30 of those emails. So I don't, I don't get too picky. You know, um, whereas in the beginning I got picky, like this is perfect location, this is a perfect apartment. Can't really do that anymore with Airbnb. I found
0: so I'm going to do a scumbag Ian meme that says says he's a business guy parties anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Airbnb, um, there's there's a couple tips and tricks. I don't think it's worth getting into, but I do think. Airbnb is a great value because in most places, you know, Paris, maybe being the exception, you can find Airbnb places for cheaper than you can find hotels.
0: Yeah. All right. So point number four, uh, this is sort of the genesis of our, uh, 10 commandments. Okay. I'm mixing my, mixing my religious metaphors up here. It doesn't matter. Anyway, first 30 minutes in the country, what should be your priority? What should you focus on? Here's the thing. Um, as you heard at the top of the show, we've got Google translate, which is an excellent app only works on data. There's one more app that's more important than that. Google Maps. Google Maps makes us so much more efficient. Can you
1: imagine walking around these days with a map? I mean, there's no blue dot on the physical map, right? I "I can't get anywhere.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't imagine going back to the tourist map. So the, the punchline here is that your first 30 minutes on the ground ought to be focused on getting yourself a SIM card. You need to have the unlocked phone with a data plan. It's a game changer for travelers. So get that unlocked Galaxy or iPhone and get yourself into a phone store. That should be your first priority. Also, this is something you should Google before you get on the airplane, because if you don't have service when you get on the ground, you wanna know how to activate that card. And once you've got data set up on your phone, you are ult- ultimately empowered. You know, you've got Google Translate, you've got Google Maps, so that's the uh, the first priority.
1: So there's a couple of things. I'm, I'm imagining myself getting off the airplane, right? And right when I get off the airplane, I should have saved some screenshots to tell the taxi driver to tell the taxi driver to figure out how to get on the train to get to where I'm going. Yes. So this is
0: a hack that I do, which is I'll like identify something on my phone. And then if you hit the big button on the iPhone and then the top right button, you take a screenshot, right? So I'm saving things to my photos. Sometimes I'll even take pictures of my computer screen of the important things like this is my address. Uh, this is the phone number of my landlord. So those, those things don't depend on data service, you right. don't or I'm putting them in my Evernote. So you don't want to show up on the ground and be like all the information's in my email. That's right. rookie move. So that's number one. Number two is it's often good to nail those first phrases. Um, it's going to depend on which country you're going to. But in France, for example, it's very important that you know the phrase, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Do you speak English? Um, it's going to depend, of course, on every country, but you want to know how to say, thank you, please. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't speak your language. Do you speak English? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say a little bit. If people don't want to speak when people don't speak, um, when people are sort of against speaking with you in English, it's always, it's not because they're not friendly. It's always because they're nervous, right? Most people know just a little bit of English. Yep. So if you enter in with their language and say, you know, désolé, I don't speak, uh, the Francais. Uh, Monsieur, would you please parlez vous some anglais in my direction? <laughs> yeah, and then that works out. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh, number five, thou shalt not wish away travel time. I see this is a big distinction between more advanced travelers and people who are just getting started. It's a, it's a, it's a question that you get.
1: Oh yeah, you're going to Berlin. Well, isn't that a 15-hour flight?
0: Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the everything's amazing and no one cares. I mean, yeah. the benefits of travel of getting on that airplane of of going through the the international travel system, so to speak, is so huge. And what we're really talking about here is presence. You know, if you become a traveler, you're going to spend a lot of time in airports, taxis, etc. That's a great opportunity for you to listen to audiobooks on Audible. It's a great opportunity for you to catch up on your Insta paper and read all those great blog posts that you haven't read. It's a great opportunity to reflect on your life and to enjoy the experience. So don't wish away that time, which is what a lot of entry-level, tra- oh, I just got to get on a 20-hour flight. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's 20 hours of your life. Yeah, your life is pretty sweet. You know? Yeah, me
1: and you, we have some rituals, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, I like to do some reading. I like to do some listening to the podcast. I like to, one of my main things is like, I'm gonna organize, every time I get on a plane, I organize my desktop. Yep. You're like that's just one of the things that I do. Turn
0: down all the brightness on your devices. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that your screen brightness is one of the biggest uh, drainers of your battery.
1: Yeah, so, on your iPhone and your uh, MacBook. Yeah. You can generally get twice a life. So the first thing, you're right. The first thing that I do when I, uh, leave for traveler when I get on that airplane is I turn everything down to the minimum brightness because you never know when the next time I can time always you're tell when we is.
0: land to you're showing me your Google maps and I can hardly <laughs> see it in the sunlight. I'm cool, like, oh man, he's getting stingy with that battery, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a plugs in sight. Eh? <laughs> All right. Number six, download pro HDR and camera plus to your smartphone or the equivalent applications. Don't walk away from your, now that you've got a smartphone, which is an entry level thing for, uh, location independent entrepreneur, take some great photos. You know, it's, I was just standing on top of the soccer core the other day and just taking random photos. Like I always do. Like I'm just sort of a volume approach, quality by volume. And by putting that photo into camera plus it turned it, 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 it sort of got it closer to what my eye saw there. Whereas like back in the day I used to travel and I would have like all these photos that were just sort of subpar. They didn't really like bring home the experience right and i just think that's important thing you know it should be a priority if you're going to be snapping photos you know remember uh in a brilliant way and share it with your friends in a brilliant way so camera plus pro hdr it's a no-brainer it's four dollars away from getting that true experience into your smartphone
1: yeah and i think the iphone 5 is really the first phone that i've carried that uh can take really good pictures you know i mean the iphone 4 it was like great but the iphone 5 it's like almost professional quality
0: absolutely number seven Book a tour. Book a tour. Book a tour.
1: I was really against this uh, before I did it. I figured, like, um, I, I see. I, I had this whole. Uh, there was a stigma for me around like being a tourist. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do touristy things. I don't want to go on tours. Turns out, Scumbag we pro- Ian. Yeah. We- I don't want to
0: be a tourist. Goes touring. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> we probably did six, six or seven tours when we were in Rome and Italy. Yeah. I mean, it was the focus of every
0: day. It was amazing. Us. And. This is really just another form of outsourcing and finding points of leverage. I mean, look, I don't know anything about Rome. So I took Jodi Ettenberg's advice, who gives us all kinds of awesome advice, and she says, you know, this tour company called Walks of Italy, does these great tours. They do a food tour. They do a catacombs tour. They do a Coliseum tour. It's like- We did all of them. The way. We did all of them. And here's the cool thing. Is these people are passionate. Uh, they, are, they aren't just uh, kids off the street who are looking for a couple extra Euros. These, this is a high quality tour company. These are people who are passionate about Roman history. Yep. And they get to share it with people. These are people that are passionate about cheese and wine and meat when we went on the food tour. I mean, how long would it have taken us to identify- It would have taken us six months of living in Rome.
1: Right. And these are local people too. So the best part about it is you can ask their suggestions about where to eat, what to do, you know, do you want to hang out later? I mean, these are very cool people. First, some.
0: first thing on the ground here in Berlin uh, for the DCers, I called up the top uh, tourism company, the people with the best reputation, also an American entrepreneur. And I said, hey, can we get a private tour for DCers? We're interested in history. Can you please show us? what we should see in Berlin. I mean, that's going to make our experience so much richer than if we just did the old, let's walk around with the tourist map and get a couple coffees and see what's what. I mean, so it really just, it helps you to make the most of your limited time in these amazing places.
1: Yeah, and even if you, uh, I think most of our tours are what, three hours or something like that? So it really left us a whole day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It's a great experience. So uh, we challenged our assumptions on what being a tourist is all about and and came out like uh, winners on the back end. And our parents think we're cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, do your homework. What do you mean by that? Okay, so... Look, not all airlines are created equal. The other day, me and you got strapped with a, a a big euro fee because we showed up at the gate with bags that we couldn't bring onto the airline.
1: Right. So in the United States, I know uh, how Southwest works. I know how American works. I know how all these companies work. I know how Asia Airlines works. Right. Because I'm very used to doing business with these companies. Turns out, uh, EasyJet and Ryanair do business much differently. You show up, you've got two bags, they only take one. Yep. You got to pay a hefty uh, fee. So you know that's just one example,
0: but. Uh, uh, do your homework in terms of uh, things like this. I think also your points, right? Uh, so we're looking at stuff like you know before you go on an airline, check out Flyertalk.com, yeah. see what people have to say about it. Go to SeatGuru.com if you're going to select a seat. If you're on a seven thirty-seven, what's the best seat? You know you're five minutes away from figuring out what some of the uh, these pro travelers believe is the best seat. You know they've got all kinds of cool rationales behind it. If you get on the plane faster, if the lavatory certain lavatories on certain airplanes are busier than others. These are there are taxis that- in, in, in the uh, area that you're visiting? Is it a flat rate from the airport to the center of the city? Absolutely. So do your homework on this stuff. Seekguru.com, flyertalk.com, thepointsguy.com. When you're going to transfer those points from your platinum M- platinum MX card like Ian and I do, make sure that you take advantage of the moments when they're giving 35% bonuses or whatever. So you want to make the most out of those points that you were hard earned. Right. All right. Number nine, um, this is uh, thou shalt not lose your ass on money transactions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been
1: interesting. So uh, we we each brought a little bit of cash over to Europe, um, just kind of a situational thing for us. And so we were tasked with trying to find money changers, and it was yeah. kind of an exciting prospect because this isn't something that I usually do. We generally felt like things, gangsters. Yeah, I felt like a like a like a mobster. But generally, what people are saying these days is. Um, Take your cash out of the ATM, yeah, um, because it's generally the best rates. Generally, and so not—I don't think a lot of people mess around with these money changers anymore.
0: But if you do, the published rates are not the rates that you should get. So the the website is ex com, right? Xe or ex something. I mean, it's basically what
1: the uh, what the global exchange rate is, and so. Um, a lot of times you'll run xe.com yeah xc Xe, you'll run into these money changers and they'll have a different published rate so and you can negotiate with you them. you can sometimes they're not like we went into the American Express um, money exchanger in Rome and they're non negotiable although we did have other benefits because we're platinum card holders but in Paris uh, the guy was willing to negotiate with us a little bit right so uh, just be very careful these guys are in the business of sure. uh, potentially ripping you off so if you especially have in third money, world countries oh yeah. Especially.
0: Okay. So uh, Charles Schwab, of course, famously offers no ATM fees on their international checking accounts. So. That's
1: correct. They're high yield uh, checking accounts. They will actually refund you for the ATM fees.
0: Number 10, trust your instincts on what you love. Uh, this whole concept of a must see kind of thing. Um, you know, I just want to revolt against that a little bit.
1: Once in a lifetime, baby.
0: I love things like history. I love things like business and so, you know, our friend Tommy loves things like surfing. I thought it was so cool when he explained to us that he learned Indonesian vis-a-vis surfing with other Indonesians. And that's really plugged him into the culture in a unique way. When I go places, I love to do business. I love to meet up with a factory agents. I love to meet up with local bloggers that I found on the internet, people who have the same set of practices and interests. I find that I get plugged in deeper when I focus on the things I'm truly interested in rather than just... Oh, let's go to this art gallery. It's like, I don't look at art galleries back home. Why am I going to look at art gallery when I when I come here? Well, I think there's a lot of pressure. So when you say that you're going to
1: Paris, you have to come back and explain to your friends. I did look at the
0: art gallery, by the way. <laughs> Musée d'Orsay was amazing.
1: You have to explain to all your friends, like, did you go to the Louvre? Did you do this? Did you do that? And if you're like, look, man, my thing is just like hanging out in cafes and people watching. That's okay, yeah. right? I don't think uh, you have to go to Paris and you have to see all this stuff. Um, for us, you know, I, I always carry this maximum ahead. Like, uh, I'm probably going to come back to this place again at some point in my life. Like, I don't view a lot of travel because I travel so much as like once in a lifetime opportunities. And I think if you frame it up that way, and that's the way I frame it up, a lot of times you don't feel like you have to do everything. Just do what you love. So, the like only said,
0: thing you must do is besides booking a tour and not rolling is stay true to yourself. Yeah. That's the bottom line. All right. We hope that you enjoy your travel adventures as much as we enjoyed ours, man. It's such a. Just an extreme privilege to be able to roll around like this. I always dreamed about this kind of thing. So,
1: And when you say roll around, you mean carry around. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get moving
0: on to just the tips. All right, a couple of quick things. At the beginning of the episode, you heard Google Translate. I mean, the quality of Google Translate is amazing. It is. And so you can just talk into it using Siri. So you got to have your data hooked up. And say, you know, like say you have to go to a pharmacy and get something and you can't read the labels on the wall. So you can literally just talk into it and say, you know, I have a pain in my right knee and I want some anti-inflammatory medicine. And then just hit boom. And it it just translates and you actually speak it to the person. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think up to 100 characters. And you can also save phrases in there. So... Uh, This is for when you're offline. So when you're online, you speak a bunch of phrases in there, you star them, and then you save them, and then you can regurgitate them out.
0: Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Italian, so I'm using my smartphone. (laughs) 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 Also, uh, since you guys are going to be taking such amazing photos while you're on the road, uh, I use this little piece of software on my iPhone called Stitch, and it allows you to make collages. And it's really cool. Hipster. Uh, I found that people uh, on Facebook, my family... Uh, my friends, they love to see the little collages that you make of like, here's a day I went for a walk in Paris and here's a baguette and then here's a picture of the Eiffel Tower. And it just, it's just, it's a really fun way to take those amazing pictures you're making in Camera Plus and make a cool little product out of it. Virtual scrapbooking, that's exactly it. It's like the new, okay, forget it, it's hip. <laughs> All right, today we're going to play you out with a new record for one of my favorite rock bands. I love Paramore, and they did deliver on their newest record. This one's called Ankle Biters. I just love that insistent pop. Um, uh, the lead singer, Paramore, has an amazing voice, and it's good motivation music for uh, working on your business. And this, is, uh, this is actually the theme of this song. It's all about not letting those haters get you down. All right, we'll see you guys next Thursday morning. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you immediate access to episode one through 100 of the LBP. It is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We'll see you next Thursday morning.